So the UK has called for a snap election. Uh, Prime Minister Theresa May there looking for greater certainty in her mandate for Brexit. Yeah, um, I, I think that's, it's, well, it's a bit of a gamble in, in one sense because the, the referendum on Brexit in the first place was as tight as it was. So one is unsure whether she will get that clear mandate that she's looking for, but um, quite clearly she wants to do things her way. And um, I, I believe that she feels that um, a, a, an election of this sort is, is going to give her that legitimacy that she needs in order to be able to push through the the ideas that she has on Brexit and, and approach the negotiations from, from a very firm standpoint. And then added to that, uh, the geopolitical risk, you also have the first round of French elections on Sunday, and that will start to offer greater clarity, will it? Yeah, well, and, and uh, in fact, that's, that, that, is a, that, that is probably a, a larger concern at this point, given just how split uh, the polls are at the moment. Uh, you've got four frontrunners, uh, two more on the uh, fringes of, of left and right le- right-leaning uh, parties and, and two more centrist parties. And um, at, at this point, it's, it's unknown as to exactly what the outcome is going to be. It's, it's, it's troubling people quite a lot. Uh, the the range of potential outcomes on that is is quite big. Uh, so we will be watching very carefully. It will very likely go to a second round of elections within the week that follows. And uh, very soon we will have that political noise behind us. But the question is, with, with what sort of consequences? Indeed. And, uh, George, the International Monetary Fund uh, global growth forecast has been revised upwards. But what does that mean? And is it something that we should be getting excited about even just a little. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you've, you've, I think, nailed it when you when you've asked, you know, what does that mean? Because uh, traditionally, the IMF have been uh, laggards in the way that they've uh, forecast GDP growth, and and quite honestly, we think that this is potentially just catching up to uh, what the markets had already priced in. So we would caution about reading too much into this. We think we're already living that uh, environment, which uh, holds uh, some greater. Uh, um, economic momentum, if you like, and and so these forecasts to us don't mean a whole lot. But I, I guess uh, at, at at the fringe, it is um, it is encouraging that uh, at least the the forecasts are being revised up and not down. And of course, locally, despite all the bad news and all the political noise and uncertainty that's going on, the rand continues to extend gains. Talk to us about that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's an interesting and, and sometimes uh, somewhat peculiar environment uh, that, that we, we live in, where, especially when it comes to the RAND, the RAND, uh, contrary to popular belief, tends to perform better in a weak growth environment. So much of our growth is, is driven by consumption and the consumptive sectors on this, in this economy. When, when those sectors uh, tend to suffer, it reduces significantly the impact on, on South Africa's imports. And uh, you tend to find your, the likes of your trade account move back into surplus territory as it's done, and your current account deficit shrinking significantly. So, the net effect of all of that is that, uh, in fact, if anything, it enhances uh, the resilience of the rand, which would go a long way to to helping people understand why it's performing as well as it is, despite all the bad news and all the negative press around the politics that we've had in the past two years.